Hey, Boots. Hey, it's your girl, Leanne Dulce, self-care strategist. And today is going to be such a great show, y'all. Today's going to be such a great show. But who you listen to? Wake Up Happy Sis on KCCR, The Brownstone, where we are changing the narrative for Black and Brown people by telling our stories our way. So today, we get real, raw, and authentic about our relationship with food. Now, in the Black community, we know that there is a cultural attachment that we have to our food. When we're happy, we're going to eat. When we're sad, we're definitely going to eat. And it's generally not the healthiest of foods that dates way back to systemic problems that we've had, right? Couple that with the fact that there isn't always a way to get fresh food and stuff because the first thing you see in Black communities are what? Loads of fast food restaurants. So today, I've got two special guests here today, and we're going to dig into some of that, some of the systemic problems that we're having. We're going to talk about eating healthy and changing your relationship to your food. And how can you do that? Because it is fun to say it, but until you've had to do it, it's a whole different thing. So what I'm going to do today, today I have joining me, I have Crystal Taylor, who is a health and fitness coach with Fitness Is Not A Game. And we have Ilona Washington, who is an award-winning sales and marketing strategist, a mental health activist, and an author. So I want y'all to help me welcome these ladies. Hey, hey, hey. How are y'all doing today? Fantastic. Doing great. All right. So why don't we start with some introductions and you tell everybody who you guys are, because I let people talk for themselves. I, I talk enough in this world. So we'll start with you, Crystal. Hey, y'all. Hey, first of all, thank you for having me. I, I always say that first because I know how much of an honor it is to share your space because I know how protective you are of it. So thank you for that. So as Leanne said, I am Crystal Taylor. I am the owner of Fitness is Not a Game. I'm also an author and a health and fitness coach who provides healthy and sustainable weight loss solutions to women who are frustrated with fat diet. So the thing with that, though, uh, and part of my program, part of my whole philosophy is that there are three M's when it comes to the pillars of fitness. So that's mindset, movement, and mindful eating. Make sure we talk about mindset first, because no matter what you do, if your mind isn't right, nothing else is going to work. It's not just about eating and exercising and what you're uh, uh, drinking water and all this stuff. You got to have this thing right first. So that is what I focus on. And I believe in balance, y'all. I don't I don't believe in restriction at all. I will eat some avocado toast and then I'm going to drink some wine right after. So you got to enjoy life. Exactly. Look, uh, yeah. so, we can't. We're not. Don't even give me some time. Okay. See, I'm not. I didn't know we were sipping. Stop my bad. I'm, I'm, I'm just sipping water today. I'm it's just sipping water today. <laughs> But it is the only reason I'm not drinking beer is because I ran out. So, and I have a beer group, so that's what I'm saying. It's 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 all about balance. Yes, I'm a health and fitness coach who runs a beer group. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, we want to tell us about you. Hi, I am Elona Washington, a three-time best-selling Amazon author. <laughs> Me too, a mental health activist, and I also recently started my own 
Marketing Boutique, where I help small business owners develop their annual marketing plans and implement campaign strategies. That is awesome. I love it. And three time, okay, go ahead. Three. Okay. You better drop your receipts. Okay, look, 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 I just I just published my first book. We ain't went at that uh not even a one time best selling off yet, but it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Okay. Not yet. So the key word is yet. Right. Exactly. right. Coach Alex said it's not bragging if it's true. So look, look, <laughs> and and you know, even if it is bragging, so what? Sometimes <laughs> we need to brag on ourselves because who who else is going to do it? That right? part. I just call that self love. That because part. You're not doing it to make anybody else feel bad. No. Now what is? That's just the is state. Exactly. That's all right. Loving yourself does not mean that you hate anybody else. It's okay. It is absolutely okay. And can we say that again for those in the back? Because people act like because I love me, I have to not love you or appreciate you or feel yet less about you. No. That's the thing about self-love. There's no competition. It's all about self. That's it. That's it. And they you, don't get it though. No, and I think especially, and I'm sorry because I'm just jumping all in. All right. You know what you know, your, your your questions and stuff. But I just think that that's something. I'm, that's why I'm so glad that you do what you do, and especially for who you do it for, because as black women, we do so much. The weight of the world has literally been carried on our shoulders, back heads and everything else and we just do it we take care of it and we're so often uh, so often we don't even accept help right we don't even accept support because we keep telling ourselves that we have to do we have to do we have to do when we don't have to do and it's okay to love on ourselves and y'all the best form for me my favorite form of self-care is just saying no I'm I'm so I'm so done with doing all the things for all the people. Crystal comes first, and I'm so okay with that. It took a long time to get there, but I love being here. I absolutely love it. And it's hard, it's hard to get there because most of us are brought up with the concept of you don't put yourself first. You are especially once you have a husband or, or a spouse, I'll say spouse, and yeah. children. Oh, once you got those, you you are you're the bottom rung of the totem pole. You are the foundation of everything. And it's like we slowly cease to exist because we have to take care of everybody else. But we're changing that narrative around here. Around here, self-care is I care for myself first, just like they tell you on the plane. Put your mask on and then help somebody else. Because I'm no good to anybody if I'm not healthy, healed, and whole. Mm -hmm. that's what we're about at wake up happy sis so let, let's jump in this topic because we we can stay on self-love and so self this self-love is so wrapped up into this whole conversation mm -hmm. so my first question because i've got a lot of questions here right when we're looking at kind of the systemic barriers that people are having because i'm jumping in on the heavy end mm. what are kind of some of the impacts that you are seeing that we're facing with just the basics of trying to get healthy food and nutrition information locally available in black and brown communities. Ooh, child. Ilona, you want to go first? Cause I'll, I'm gonna run, I'm gonna run my mouth. And I said mouth. 
So I want to sit back and I'm. <laughs> I I'm gonna I'm gonna pass to you, Crystal. Okay. So all right. Let's let's buckle up, y'all. Drink some water. I, and I'm sorry, y'all. My clients call me the water bully. They do. Always talking about drinking water. Yes, you know, Leanne, they do. So there's so many barriers. They're physical, psychological, financial, a whole bunch of barriers. When you're looking at the food deserts, like it's a shame. It's a shame how many areas don't have grocery stores. I'm not talking about convenience marks. Grocery stores. Like I grew up in what's considered to be the hood, you know, and you see the kids walking to school, eating flaming hots and pickles for breakfast, mm -hmm. or maybe a honey bun. There's no food that they like. It's hard for them to get healthier food right then and there. Then we look at the financial. And so, okay, we're going to talk about a couple of things. So the financial and the psychological sort of go together. Mm -hmm. So, so often I hear it's too expensive to eat healthy. It's too expensive to eat healthy. If I want to get something healthy, I got to pay all this money. True on the front end. Yeah, you can easily go and get used some of the value menu. They don't call them dollar menus no more, inflation. But the value menu Mm -hmm. And it's going to come with all this saturated fat, calories, all that good stuff. So you save your money right then and there, but that leads to obesity, which can lead to all of these other health issues, which means now you're going to the doctor more with more prepayment, pre, uh, co-payments. Mm -hmm. uh, you're paying all these deductibles. You're paying prescriptions, all this stuff. So in the end, you, you end up paying more. It just doesn't look like it in the beginning, right? So it's like, but that's the psychological barrier. There's a, that conversation about what we're, um, what we can and we can't afford. And even the conversation about how to find the more affordable healthy earth foods. Or if there are certain things that you like, how to prepare foods in a healthier way. Mm -hmm. So the, the education is out there. The education is there. It's just that it's so much of it that it's like you, you don't know where to you don't even know where to start. you don't know where to go you don't know where to start you don't know who to trust you don't know who to believe it's just so much um, out there and the the conversation isn't being had in the schools because I'm sorry I don't want your show to get canceled or shut down but I'm saying the government want us dumb and sick yes. They do. I agree with you. They don't want us to know this information. They don't want us to have that healthier relationship with food. So because of that, there's so much negative, you know, um, conversation around healthier eating. And they love, like, we can turn to you right now. We're going to be bombarded with all types of fast food commercials. Mm-hmm. So with that, this, if you open your phone, that's all you see. The healthiest stuff is being blocked, and you're being told people fit shamed. Oh Lord, that's all my conversation. That's why I said I better go ahead and stop. <laughs> if you do try to make a healthier change, people talk about you because it's abnormal. We've been mm -hmm. we, we we're taught to love cheese, sauce, all of that stuff is applauded. 
So when you try to make a healthier decision, because I don't believe that anything is absolutely healthy, but when you try to make it a healthier decision, it's a problem. So there's a lot of barriers. There are a lot of barriers. Just even not having the support in your household or in your circle for making healthier changes, that's the problem too. It's a huge problem. And one of the things I noticed, so when I'm when I'm shopping, and this may not be right for me to do, I judge people's carts. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not a small girl, but I used to be much bigger than I was, right? Mm-hmm. But I judge people's carts because mm-hmm. one thing I noticed, my grandmother's cart was full of fresh food. Mm-hmm. My aunt, her cart was full of everything, box, processed, canned, whatever. And I think that that is also a cultural thing, mm-hmm. right? My grandmother made everything from scratch, mm-hmm. right? She taught all of us how to cook from scratch. And now it seems like because we don't have time, we don't have the money, we don't have the energy. Everything is box processed and quick and ready, microwavable type meals, right? Mm-hmm. And my con- my, I guess my question is, how do we begin to move to even just a state of healthier mm-hmm. when we are bombarded with so much information, right? How do we begin to take those steps to say, okay, um, maybe we won't buy white bread. We're going to try wheat bread if you have to have bread or something like that, right? How do we start making that transition to where it's not a shock to everybody in the house mm-hmm. and got a revolt? Um, so uh, I made the transition and it, it was a reactive transition. When my son was born, he was actually born with celiac. So he couldn't eat gluten. And that was back in the early 2000s where I had to make everything from scratch down to an ice cream birthday cake, down to the top parts, like everything mm-hmm. the kid wanted to eat, I, I had to make. And because he was gluten-free, the rest of the house was gluten-free. And because, you know, there was there were certain things he needed to eat. Like he, he needed to make sure he got extra fruits and vegetables because it was preventing um, the absorption of nutrition in his body. So we all ate, we all ate the way he ate. And then I became vegetarian. And then that was different for my um, ex-husband and for the children in the house. But after a while, they saw the benefits of it. Everyone knows you need to eat your fruits and vegetables. But the way I cooked it, I think I cooked it too good because I wouldn't have anything to eat. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it, it's about acceptance because you want to do it as part of a family, especially if you have a younger um, family member who has to go through something. And then sometimes it's, you know, upon the, the chef and how they fix it. They make anything taste good. That's a fact. Because let's let's be clear, there are some overweight and obese vegans and vegetarians people. Mm-hmm. Removing meat is not the issue. It's about how you eat and when you eat it, how you prepare it. You know, French fries are vegan, y'all. True. I love me French fries. <laughs> love, love. 
But everything I, I, I love what Ilona said is it's really about how you prepare it. Seriously, if, if we can have the healthiest meal, like last night I made, uh, well, if I mean, you would have liked it because I made spaghetti squash with meatless meatballs. Okay. You know, so it's spaghetti and meatballs, but just cooked in a different way. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. I've done that too. And I've done spaghetti, um, Tex Mex spaghetti squash. Yes. With um, vegan uh, meat. Yep. Yeah. And the family loves it. Yep. Now, that's also the trick. For the uh, the chefs in the house, sometimes you don't tell them what you're doing. You just swap it out. Yeah, and let them love on it because you know. I remember one time one of my sons was like, "I don't like mushrooms." I'm like, "Boy, it's, it's me mushrooms being that spaghetti sauce." What, what you? <laughs> but because he saw me cutting them up in his head, I'm not gonna like this. So mm -hmm. I just started gradually swapping out stuff, and they had no idea. Chickpea pasta, they ain't have a clue. Because I knew if I told them, they were like, uh, it tastes different. No, it does not. Yeah. Yeah. It mm -hmm. does not. But also, it's all about retraining our palates. How we eat is based on how we were trained to eat. And to me, that's the hardest part is the retraining your palate. And I'm I'm one who I don't like fake nothing, right? Or not, I don't like when people call it like 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 fake bacon, turkey bacon, but it's not bacon. Bacon is pork, right? We'll call it what it is, turkey strips or whatever. Because <laughs> that makes me that make me angry. I'm look, I'm a I love me some turkey bacon. You know what? The first time I had turkey bacon, I was pissed off. I cut my friend smooth out. What the hell is this? You got me in this case. Nothing like oh that. Oh my gosh. You get my mind. So, I, I, turkey bacon, it needs to taste like bacon. You could get that um that smoked um Oh, I forgot what they call it. The the smoke. Like liquid smoke. Yeah, mm -hmm. liquid smoke and put it in with the turkey bacon. It'll taste really good. And I also made coconut strips as bacon too. Mm -hmm. That was good too. With oh, I haven't tried that. I've mm -hmm. seen it. And they have bacon flavor too. Banana peels, dried banana peels as a version of bacon. I was yeah. like, interesting. And yeah. for me, I think it is we have to change the expectation mm -hmm. that the new thing is going to taste just like the old thing, right? Yeah. Like, I like chickpea pasta. I don't like spaghetti squash as pasta, right? Okay. It's a texture thing for me. Mm -hmm. right? But I too make certain trends. Now, I, now I'm a meat eater. I am a carnivore. Call myself a flexitarian because I can, I can eat a straight vegan diet. The shirt that says flexitarian. <laughs> okay, see, I, I, need I need that. I need that because and, and I think for me, it was about resetting my expectation that it's going to taste like what I'm used to. Yeah. It can still be good and be different. I think once we start having those conversations, like you said, and just kind of sneak changing things, you know, it'll be a lot easier transitioning before people know it. Mm -hmm. They are eating healthier. Mm -hmm. So... When you think about uh, the emotional connection that Black people have when we approach our relationship with food, mm -hmm. right? How do we get past that aspect of 
uh, Christmas, we're going to have a ham and we're going to have a turkey and we're going to have a pot roast and we're going to have some fried chicken and we're going to have chicken and dumplings and or whatever, right? Because there's such an emotional attachment that we have to the high fat, not healthy foods. How do we start to have those conversations and get to alternatives that our family will actually eat because a lot of sometimes there's certain things that my family just they were not going for it. I don't care what you switched it out with. If it wasn't, if it wasn't the real thing, they're not doing it. So how do I as a mother try to introduce that to a family that may not be willing to ready to accept it? Well, I would jump in and say, don't you mess with the holidays? Let them holidays be the holidays. That, that is one time where the only thing, I'm trying to think, do I make anything differently? No. Like, I would say just because I only use almond milk in the house, my macaroni and cheese will have almond milk. But in that Thanksgiving, we're going all out. Just the way I want it. Like, because nothing is this. Like I said, I don't believe in restriction. Right. I really believe in balance. So with that, I don't believe in cheat meals, cheat days, or anything like that. It's Thanksgiving is a day. So there's no pressure or no stress about one day. So even if we look at the entire day, because I'll tell y'all, in this household, we go hard. But Thanksgiving, like that, that's my favorite holiday. I love me some Thanksgiving. Get up, I always get up, I give me a good workout in, in the morning, drink some water. After breakfast, we run it. We got, we got mimosas, then we got wine, we got cocktails, we got food. We drink it. That's how it goes. And then, like, we don't eat a lot during the day just because typically cooking, but I'm gonna cook all the things and we're gonna eat all the things. So that's one day out of a week, that's one day out of a month, that's one day out of a year. And if you wanna break it down by the week, that's one meal out of 21. Why stress yourself over that? That's one, because that's typically not how you're gonna eat. So even if you make it through the weekend, right? Cause we have leftovers. Mm -hmm. you know? I was just about to ask. Okay. Well, we so, okay, great. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Typically by Sunday, everybody Thanksgiving out. We tired. We tired. I'll, I will keep eating dressing and cranberry sauce. I ain't gonna lie. I will eat that every day. But after that, okay, Sunday, Monday, get right back on what you were doing last Sunday, Monday. So with that, and, and even that, the whole concept of accepting that there's no cheap day or meal that's huge because when people don't realize when you tell yourself you're having a cheat meal cheat day you're telling yourself that what you're eating is bad for you and when you tell yourself that you're eating something bad you do a few things you kick yourself you either starve yourself after that or you just throw your hands up and you just keep on eating all the things and give up Yep. Because you told yourself you ate something bad as opposed to saying this is a balanced part of my lifestyle. So, like I would say this, even though we drinking wine and all that stuff throughout the day, the majority of the day, like this is we don't eat a lot, I'm eating light stuff. Because I know I'm gonna go hard Saturday. I mean at night. It's really just about balance. And it's not even and even with that, 
It's a balance. It's how you talk to yourself is so serious. It's not that I'm saying I can't eat anything else because I'm about to eat hard, go hard Thursday night. I'm like, I'm just going to eat lighter just so I don't feel super duper heavy tonight. Yeah. It's really about how you talk to yourself. My reason for not, well, I'm trying to back off and not do Thanksgiving. My son still wants all the things, but it's mostly my diet. And also, I just am not subscribing to Thanksgiving anymore. Like, it just, I don't feel right knowing how how they did the Native Americans here. Like, I don't want to be a part of that. So, but my, my son, he's 19. He doesn't care. He wants his cranberry sauce and his turkey, so. Well, and I think for most, because I know for me, I don't really celebrate a lot of holidays. For me, mm -hmm. Thanksgiving is a time for us to eat and be together. That's I it. don't subscribe to the concept of Thanksgiving, of the history of Thanksgiving. Exactly. It's a day that me and my family eat good and we get together and love on each other. Yeah. That's it. And I might be by myself, loving on myself and eating all the good food myself. Yeah. Right. It's but I don't but I agree with you, Lona. I don't yeah. subscribe to that concept of Thanksgiving. Yeah. There's nothing thankful yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. Ever since my grandma passed, my family hasn't really gotten together for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So then there's that too. Yeah. And then my kids, um, my daughter's 31 and she lives in Texas and you know, she goes to see her father's family and then my son is with me. So yeah, it's not really yeah. a big deal. Yeah, like the Thanksgiving, I've talked about that with my family. So like you say, Leah, and that's what I love about it. There's no expectations. It's literally just family, fun, food, dogs, the three of us. We playing games. That's it. And so I've talked to my family about that because it does sicken me to do it on that day. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, y'all, if we as a family can agree on one day that we're all going to take off and move somewhere at any other time throughout the year, you know, but that's the day that everybody gets off. You know what I'm saying? You know, as business owners, we can do it whenever we want to. But the majority of my family does not. So I'm like, y'all, how can we create another day? And we've been getting more. Um, we've been getting bigger into Juneteenth as well. Mm -hmm. But just trying to find a day where everybody's like, okay, y'all, the, the heck with the third Thursday, whatever. Let's do the second Saturday in October. You know what I'm saying? Let's just do a day. Let's just decide that this is going to be and make our own whatever we want to call it. But that's why I just love Thanksgiving because it's just like, I feel like Christmas has become too commercial. It's just, that's the one day where people just expect food and laughter. Just, and that's it. And it just, and football. You forgot the other F. Football. I don't the NFL. Okay. Mm -mm. No. But, they, but, they, but yeah, they still they still watching. They're going to be on their football. I watched the NFL in this house ever since Kaepernick got kicked out. Really? So that's been what, six, seven years? Yes. Do not, no Super Bowl, no, none, none of that. None of it. Haven't been to a Super Bowl party since then either. Because to me, that, like, I, oh, I'm quick to write off some racist people. Oh, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I just can't. I can't. So I'm sorry. I know that's not what the conversation is about. But you're that's all right. That's all right. That's part of it too, though. Having the men in the other room watching the game, and we running back and forth, drinks and plates and stuff. You know. But it's just a fun day. It's a fun day. Yeah, and I think that what I like is that the concept of we're getting away from you can't have this and you can't have that. To me, everything is moderation. 
-hmm. right? Now, I love me some oxtail. I do love sauce and gravy, too. But I just have learned to make it a little differently. I'm not having it all the time. Mm -hmm. We have to realize we do have to change the relationship with food, right? So that every sad thing is not we coming together with all the macaroni and cheese and the fried chicken and the meatballs and the, you know, and realizing that it's okay to have, to put healthier stuff on that plate. Yep. I think that's good. And I love it, Lorna, that you, that even though it was because you had to for your son, that as your family, you guys were able to actually make that conversion um, especially when there wasn't a lot out about celiac back, you know, mm-hmm. the, that wasn't my friend um, just found out he had that maybe a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. 40. Yep. And that's, you know, that's when it kicked in for me. My uh, early 40s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not knowing. And you're like, what is going on with my body? Why am mm-hmm. I in pain? And he wasn't, he didn't have that connection to eat the food. Yep. I got sick, right? Mm -hmm. So for you, how has kind of developing a healthier relationship with food for you and for your family, kind of how has that impacted your life? So um, I've always, well, I've pretty much been a healthy eater. Um, My grandmother was a soul food um, person and I had all the bad things. My mother... We used to call her the hamburger helper queen. <laughs> so my experience hasn't been the best. And I know my college years were pretty bad, but as I got older and had a family, um, we always tried to do, you know, the, the meat, the starch, the vegetables, because that's how my mother was and it wasn't hamburger helper day. But um, it's like one of your questions about food and it, and I was thinking it's like, all of my food changes have been reactive. It's because something happened instead of, you know, I'm going to make the choice to cut this out. So um, all the changes I've had has been um, due to medical reasons. And the most recent one has been um, depression and the lack of serotonin that my brain holds on to. So um, I'm vegan because of that. And I have to eat a lot of serotonin rich foods. Um, and exercise in order to um, fight off depression. And then your tea, too. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me ask you this then, because um, so one of the impacts then is having to become very well versed in the benefits of the different types of foods that you're eating so that you can understand, okay, this food's going to have this reaction on me. We're not going to do that. These are, I didn't know about serotonin rich foods, right? So having to do all that kind of change your life, have you then tried to change, has that turned into an avenue for you to support others in doing that? Like helping some of your friends, not necessarily as a business model, but as hey, these are some things. I kind of see some of the things that I've been going through in my friends. Do you, does that then kind of circulate to your community? Definitely. Uh, So any type of um, knowledge I gain, I share with my 
friends, family, community. My sister and I were just talking um, yesterday and she has to go on a Mediterranean diet. She had a um, ruptured aneurysm in September, mm. a brain aneurysm, and they had to perform surgery. And then they told her that she needed to change her diet too. So um, anything that I can do to you know, help the fellow community, I'm, I'm willing to do, definitely. Now, Crystal, since this is your business is helping people kind of change their lives through better fitness, better nutrition. What are some tips that you would give people who are thinking about making this transition so early so that it's not so dependent on this happened, mm -hmm. now I have to? What are some ways that we can be proactive mm -hmm. in kind of offsetting some of those potential problems? Well, I would say one, especially if there's a discussion um, of, with your doctor or if you have a concern about something that could be possible, right? Um, especially if there are certain diseases that people in your family are typically diagnosed with. And I'm very specific on how I say that because let's be clear that those preventable diseases don't run in your family. They're called preventable for a reason. It's the bad habits that run in our family, yeah. right? So with that, thinking about what you've heard, uh, G-Mog was diagnosed with your auntie, your cousins, your sisters, you can make that decision to be proactive to say, hey, I'm gonna make some changes. But with that, what I've noticed a lot of people struggle with is all they hear or the what they mainly hear is what they can't have anymore. Mm -hmm. Yep. Agree. I agree. With, there's so much food out there. So much food. You know so what I hear? People say, what? No gluten. You know how much food is out there that doesn't have a gluten in it. What? No meat. How many foods you eat that does not have meat in it? You know, so that's the thing is, again, it's about how we talk to ourselves. <coughs> Excuse me, it's about the perspective. So for anybody who's considering making changes, I would say sit down and write down some of the things that you can have. Challenge yourself with that. Things that you don't have to give up. <coughs> Excuse me, go ahead, Ilana. I was going to say, and go to a farmer's market. Oh my gosh, all of those different fruits and vegetables and the way you can fix it. Um, the, the biggest thing for me when I first became vegetarian is that um, I also had high blood pressure. So I started, instead of using like salt and pepper, I would just season it with fruit and it was just fruit juice. And it was just so much better than any type of seasoning. And then I discovered savory spice shops. And there's like thousands of spices. And I mean, there's just no reason for you to feel like you, your food needs to be bland because you have this type of restriction. You just need to get out there and find out what's available. That part. I tell, look here, spices and herbs will save your life. And you got to use them at every cooking stage. Y'all don't, don't season on top after you make it. Look here, you season throughout. Let those flavors cook into your food. You know, like, like I eat oatmeal every day. 
Monday through Friday. I love me some oatmeal. On the weekends, I have to force myself to eat something else. Like, Crystal, stop eating the same thing. But with that, I cook everything into the oatmeal. I, I cut up bananas and cook it. When you cook fruits, the, the natural juice, I mean, the natural mm -hmm. sugars come out. And you don't need, need that. No sugar. You don't need any. Like, literally, I cook the, the bananas, the cinnamon, the chia seeds, and the peanut butter. Cook it all up in there and all the flavors through every doggone body. Yep. It's literally the same way with, like, with brown rice. Quick tip, y'all. For folks who like brown rice is nasty, you know, and it is crunchy. First of all, stop cooking with water. You shouldn't cook with water. Cook is for boiling only. If you cook and get you some broth, whether it's chicken, vegetables, something. But just uh, with brown rice, just cooking with broth, seasoning the heck out of that dog on broth, and then putting the rice in there and letting it go all up in the rice. Fail. Woo! Child, I tell y'all, <laughs> look here. I could make some brown rice up of this piece. But it's really just about, like Ilona said, redirecting how you think about it. Mm -hmm. Now, that part, I definitely agree. Because I'm in now, now, because as soon, as soon as you said no meat, I was I, I was over here in, in pain. Because <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I don't care. There are certain things I'm not gonna give up. Now I and now I understand about all the other things. There are certain things that are like all the meat stock or certain ones. Mm -hmm. Can I still have chicken or or can I still have beef? Do you and know? I, you know, your body can have a meat intolerance. Like you could feel sluggish and bloated and sleepy. Like I once I cut the meat out of my diet. I didn't feel the need to take a midday nap. Like I just felt so much better. And I'm bummed about it because I do miss them chicken wings. I'm in Nashville. I want some hot chicken, but <laughs> but I gotta do what's best for me. Like once you hit 50, I think all the things come out. It, it ain't just 50. It, it comes before the end. Look here. Uh, but the thing about it, like the body is just, uh, what's the word? Boy, that talking about. Talking about the age, menopause brain, woo, woo, woo. words getting stuck in my head right now. But uh, with your body, certain foods, meats are, especially beef, they're harder for your body to break down. Yeah. So that's why you can feel more sluggish and lethargic because it's like trucking, trudging through. Um, but with that, you just have to be mindful of what you're eating and how you feel afterwards. Um, like I said, I'm a flexitarian like you. For the most part, I would say when I was in high school, I stopped eating beef and pork. So I was mainly just doing seafood and poultry. And then I got to a point where um, I stopped doing a lot of poultry and it was mainly just seafood. So I was pescatarian. But then there were days where actually I was having <clears throat> some physical issues. Like my body was going through all the things. So my, I started, my iron was dropping. Y'all women, y'all get it. Mm -hmm. So I had, I had, I, I knew something was wrong when I started craving beef burgers. Mm. Right, especially if you've not had them in so long. My doctor was like, your body is becoming depleted because of everything you're going through. So your body needs it, right? And yes, you can get iron in many other ways. But I said that to say that there were times when I realized I wanted a burger. I wanted a chicken. I don't. It's so funny because 
I can't remember the last time, like just regular shopping. I don't buy pork, but think, think I'll make a ham on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yes, I do make a ham and I eat it. And that's the only, like, that's probably one of the only pieces of pork that I can really eat. If I eat pepperoni, it makes me sick. It's so weird. Um, but I'm set on it to say that you just have to be mindful of how your body responds to certain things because some people need the beef. Yeah. They do, right? Okay. No, yeah. physically, 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 physically need it. <laughs> I tell them I really, really want it because they love it. <laughs> but yeah, you do. You do have to be um, be conscious of that. Be conscious of that. Well, that's like me. Like I can't do a lot of sugar. So sugar will sugar tanks my body. So I can have like a little bit of sugar and then I feel nauseous and I have like, like physical stomach cramps. Like somebody is punching the crap out of me and mm -hmm. either I have to flush my body with a ton of water immediately mm -hmm. quickly, or I have to go take a nap so it can just naturally pass through my system. My daughter has that too. That's interesting. I've never heard of anyone else who went through that. Mine came because I had gastric bypass. And as a result of that, your body doesn't absorb a lot of things. So I literally came out of surgery and I couldn't tolerate sugar. Oh wow. So it was it was like, I don't know what it was, but it was like instant. I couldn't tolerate sugar. And they would give you these little insures to drink. And I would have to dilute them. They were like, well, dilute them with water because water, I mean milk, because milk still has protein in it. By that time, I was drinking full milk because I couldn't tolerate any sugar. And it literally. To this day, it makes me sick. But it's a good way, I hate to say it, it's a good way to let that stuff go. Hmm. Because now I can have a couple of pieces of candy versus the whole bag, right? Um, a scoop of ice cream, a spoonful of ice cream versus, oh, I'm getting a whole bowl full, right? Hmm. So it allows, I do agree sometimes those requirements will force what you probably should have been doing anyway, right? So let's talk about busy lifestyles and nutrition. Because I there's I, there's a lot of us who they've got the kids, they've got the husband, they've got the job or the, or the business, and they just don't even feel like they know what to do because I got 30 minutes. I need a healthy meal in 30 minutes for my family. Cause I can make that rice roni. I can make that hamburger helper. You know them things be done in like ten minutes. Yes. Right. But now you want me to cut up a chicken. You want me to cook all these fresh vegetables. And what do we say to them to help pull pull them? Come on in, friend. You can do this. Crock pot. It's the pot. Mm. Meal plan on Sunday. That that slow cooker will save your whole life. Just taking 30 minutes or an hour to chop up all the stuff and just put it in the bag, throw it in the freezer, label it. So when it's time to eat, just throw it in the crock pot and just move on back to the day. Mm -hmm. Now to me, crock pots are like once I got my pressure cooker, the crock pot just went on out the window. But really pressure cookers are the thing in life. And you know what I really... Is that in an air fryer? I hate air fryers. 
Oh I know, God. I know. This was my problem with the air fryer. And I've since, I hate the air fryer that you have, that has the basket. Oh, I don't have I that kind. The one you know, only cook like two pieces of chicken. Exactly. You have a family, you're not doing it. And I just didn't like the fact that, well, I still got to sit here and every six minutes turn this stuff over. Like mm -hmm. to me, it made me too hands-on. Um, but my pressure cooker, I've cooked ribs in that thing. I've cooked roast in there. I don't make, I make, I make any, I make my greens in there. I make, I've made everything that I would, could make in a crock pot, mm -hmm. in a pressure cooker. And now it's done in like an hour mm. versus six hours, eight hours. Now, if I was, if now, but I also work from home. Yeah. So if I had to go to work, yeah, I would probably use a crock pot because I can put that stuff on before I leave. Come mm. back, it'll be done. Mm. Are there favorite recipes that you guys have for kind of the quick little meal? Your favorite quick little meal that you like to create? Quick meal? Go ahead, and have to be quick. Let's say your favorite. What's your favorite uh, healthy meal that you like to create? Uh, saute some kale with some spaghetti and lemon juice, garlic, a little bit of nutritional yeast, and um, go to town. Mm. Okay, okay. I like that. I like this. Anything, look, anytime you say garlic to me, I'll be like, yes. Look. Put a little extra on there. Look. I love me some garlic. So I would say one of my favorite healthy herb meals I found a recipe years ago. My husband decided to try a uh, vegetarian for a while. So it's like, okay, let's find some recipes that we all like. And um, we found this zucchini, black bean, and corn quesadilla recipe. Cha, cha, cha. When I tell you, one of the kids love it. If they come down to see me making quesadillas, it's like everybody had like, those quesadillas? I'm like, yeah, calm down. And then I made them at my retreat for my clients a couple years ago. I had to take a video of one of my clients. When I tell you, she was scooping it up, looking up, and she was like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I like it because it's so flavorful and it doesn't have meat, but you can play around with it. If you want to put your meats in it, your chicken, shrimp, steak, whatever, you can, but you don't even miss it. It's literally just zucchini, corn, black beans, um, seasoning, like chili powder and stuff like that, and then sprinkle a little cheese in there. That's it. It's so doggone good. Like, um, I feel like the show notes, uh, we're going to need like recipes. Oh. <laughs> you, I agree because I'm gonna need that pasta with the little lemon and garlic. I'm gonna need the quesadillas. The case you got the quesadillas. Oh, in the book. They in the book. We come so let's switch to that real quick. We're talking recipes and stuff, right? Since I mean I'm just saying since we are talking recipes, let me do my little station identification. Uh, you are listening. And watching, hopefully watching, Wake Up Happy Sis on KCCR The Brownstone, where we're changing the narrative for black and brown people by telling our stories our way. So, Crystal, well, tell them about this. Tell them about this. About, about, just, just go and tell them about it. Yes. So that is 
my cookbook, In the Kitchen with Crystal. And it came about because what I do every Saturday, every Saturday morning, I do a segment called In the Kitchen with Crystal, just because I know that what you're talking about with people being concerned and scared of meal prep. First of all, when people look at social media and see meal prep, they'll see 27 containers with all the meals and that can be intimidating. So what I do is, is I just show you how to make healthier meals in 30 minutes or less, right? And you can prep for the week, prep for however. So I decided to put them all in a cookbook and inside the cookbook, you'll find everything from breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, snacks. I even have two pages of homemade uh, seasoning blend. So you don't have to buy all the stuff at the store. So you don't have to worry about all the extra salt and all that stuff. It's really make look here. And the, I'm going to tell y'all that jerk seasoning blend, I refuse to buy or use any other one. But it's really just about making healthier, eating delicious and easy. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's some of my favorite recipes, some of my absolute favorite things that I eat all the time. And they are family friendly, kid approved, because, you know, once you get the kids asking for it, then you know it's a winner. So, okay. look, once the children asking about it, look, I think you'll be like, yeah, 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 I got, I got something here. Look, that's what I said, them quesadillas. <laughs> So um, I just thought of my favorite recipe of all time. The kale thing was a new thing, but um, basmati rice, plantain, um, and black beans and mozzarella cheese. But I can't eat the mozzarella cheese anymore, so I'm going to have to get the vegan version of it. But yes, that's Ooh, That sounds delicious. Everything. Okay. If y'all so how, how are you doing the plantains? Um, frying them up. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Now, are these sweet plantains? Sweet plantains. Yeah. See, I'd have to get the uns. I have to get the, the yeah. And then when you season the black beans, you do it. You know, like salty, spicy, so you get that contrast. It's amazing. Okay. Oh, that sounds good. Well, I'm a, look, look y'all on the listening audience. I'm going to see if you want to go and give us a recipe and Crystal going to give us a recipe that we can drop in um, in a little download for y'all, you know, just just so you can try just to try one thing new. Sometimes it's about trying something new and stepping out of our comfort zone to see that what we're used to can change. It's yeah. okay to change. It's okay to like, look, me being a flexitarian, a meditarian, whatever you want to call me, <laughs> you know, people, there was a time when people thought I was vegan because I, that's all they saw me at were vegan restaurants. That's where people were used to mm -hmm. seeing me. So they were, the vegan beauty was so confused when they, when they learned that I was not vegan. No, I, I, no, I'm not. I, I will go and take this vegan food and go get me some grilled chicken and we're gonna go with it we're gonna like because i i do agree that yes i need to be healthier mm -hmm. i'm gonna still eat my meat That's, we're not gonna we're not gonna take, take that from leanne now when the doctors say hey you're gonna die if you keep eating the meat i got to go someday mm -hmm. 
As long as it ain't tomorrow, Doc, I'm okay. That did it. I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. But but that's sometimes that's how I used to feel. Is let let the doctor tell me I can't have meat and gravy. Well, you know what? Well, you know what? Honestly, it's it's the whole when somebody tells you can't have some, you want it more. Yes. Right. That's what I said. Just if you just sit down and thought about all the foods that you eat every day that don't have meat in it, that's a lot of doggone food. There are a lot of, and then we're just talking about vegetarian. We're not talking about vegan. Vegan. Shout out to the vegans because that's that's a whole commitment. That's a commitment. That and don't nobody read the label like a vegan. <laughs> Put it back. No, she no. right though. It's true. Right. That's oh not the right, right jello. Uh, that's her. I, I, I shout out to y'all. But when it, if you're just thinking about removing meat, just don't even think about you can't have, you can't have, you can't have. Because once you hear that, you just want it. Like so, I did a. Oh y'all, I did a fitness competition in 2014. And my diet was strict. I mean, strict. Like one day she told me I could have four ounces of fish and 10 almonds. I said, I got to count my almonds? Like, this how strict it is? Like, y'all, it was strict. And because I got to get on stage in my underdraws and be judged, I'm going to follow this doggone diet. I'm not going to strike. I'm not. It was, I think I, I, think I prepped for 16 weeks, something like that. But all I thought about was what I couldn't have. Mm-hmm. I it was so bad. I got a, one of those big old post-it note things. I put it up on my kitchen wall, and it was called Crystal Wants. And every time I thought about something I wanted but I couldn't have, I would go write it on the board. By the time I stepped on that stage, I had like four columns. Plus, I was all in the index. When I tell y'all, my Pinterest board was on fire because I was just like, I'm going to make this. And then I would make stuff for my family and I would just sit there and watch them eat. And I'm like, describe it. What it tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> like it was bad. It was, But it was literally all I could think about was what I couldn't have. As opposed to all the stuff that she told me I could. Just like even if anybody's had to have a colonoscopy when you can't eat the day before. Right. You're like... I, my colonoscopy that I had last year, I knew something was wrong. I drove past a McDonald's billboard and saw that Big Mac was like, oh, that's delicious. No, you don't eat that. You know, I don't. Sometimes I'm realizing it's not the meat that I miss. It's the sauces. Mm. So I just try to find a way to incorporate the sauces in my food. Mm. Hmm. That's no, that's a good idea because I think it is because like unseasoned chicken's not good, unseasoned right. ground beef is not good, but the yeah. seasonings and the sauces, mm-hmm. it all just comes together so beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's I mean, and 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 don't get me wrong, I will go out and buy some non-meat. I don't know what you call it because we know fake meat. I'll go buy. So I'll go buy some of that in a minute. And I went, I had a date with this guy and he cooked food and I bought the food and he cooked it and it was all vegan because he was vegan. Mm. 
Now, had I known he was vegan, I probably wouldn't went on the date. What did did he cook it well? Yes. Okay. And I even let him keep the food because otherwise, I you know, because he had bad blood. You you need it more than I do, friend. You That's how you know. That's like you look you look confused over there. <laughs> There's some um Facebook groups of uh black vegans and they're cooking soul food for the holidays. So yeah, and they they're able to make it taste like mm -hmm. they put the smoked turkey up in there. Mm. The first time I had a vegan chocolate cake. And when I tell you, Ebony, to this day. I have never had, and I don't even eat sweets and stuff like that anymore. This is when I still did. Um, I was a rebel back then. But that, that was the best cake I've ever had in my life. Mm. Period. Like, period. That was, mm. I was still here, so this is in the last 12 years. Hands down. Wow. I, would, I don't know what she put in it. But I was like, this is is this a rich? <laughs> like, so I tell people, don't knock it until you try it. Yes. Right? Because people have so many preconceived notions mm -hmm. about what something's going to taste like. And and like sitting there, you can there are people who can make it taste like anything they want. Mm -hmm. That part. It's all about the seasonings and the in the sauce. Right? Because when Elona just said that, it made me think about it. The other day, I made like a turkey burger wrap. But like you said, it wasn't even a burger. I, I had been wanting a burger, but it wasn't the burger. I really wanted to taste the combination of the ketchup, mustard, and pickle. Mm -hmm. Not that I had it, because I don't think we had bread. I don't remember if we even had bread or not. But I was like, I just want the ketchup, mustard, and pickle. So I'm going to make a, a turkey burger wrap. But that was really what I wanted. So you, and you know, I think that. that's good that you said that because that makes us think about: is it the meat we want, hmm? or is it that specific food we want, or is it the seasonings and the accoutrement that is on it? Mm -hmm. Right, the sauce, yes. the seasonings, the combination of those things that really you're trying to get that taste of. Yeah. So that's mm -hmm. so just think about it, people. Just think there's a lot of alternatives. Uh, Chris has got us changing our mindset so that. Mm -hmm. We're not, we're focused on what we can't have. We're focusing on what we can have. Ilona's having us rethink and reimagine because you can make it. You can make it taste like what you want mm -hmm. with the, and without using salt-based seasonings. Find some fresh herbs and some spices that are salt-free, gluten-free, and all the other things, and just try it out. And try a little fruit juice, too. Oh yes, and the fruit juice because I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try that because that's what I put on my um, Brussels sprouts. Mm -hmm. Now mine do have bacon. I haven't thought about. It. I mine might have turkey bacon. Mm -hmm. But a little. But try. I put them in the oven. I put just a little bit of salt on them mm -hmm. and lime juice. Oh, and they be crispy. Oh, they be. Mm -hmm. so good. Okay. Do you know it's six thirty already? Wow. Oh, wow. It's been an hour. Wow. I feel like we just started talking. I know. That's I asked you how long at the beginning. I was like, Cause I, I'll keep going. Sit here all night, pop my feet up on the desk, like, and then, <laughs> and then, girl. <laughs> no, I think we're going to need you to move to the kitchen and start making some stuff. That's what you're going to need. Yeah. 
Look, look. Don't threaten me. Y'all always welcome to come back. I wish I had a place that had like a kitchen. We could have done this as a cooking show. Look. You ain't notice every time you talk about food, I've been over here dancing. I'm sitting here like, oh, and they they need laugh at me. And so on my segments, they wait to see if I'm gonna dance or because I will walk off the screen too. If it's that good, I'm gonna walk off. I'm one of them dramatic ones. And you I'm like, you're looking, yeah, look, I will drop the fork and walk off. Look at all while I'm chopping. Though it's like you said, garlic. If I'm cooking with garlic and you know when it start heating up and I start smelling it, yes, my goodness, garlic and ginger together. You be like me, and because I call myself fat girl foodie because I do love to eat. That is my love language. Look to all the men out there, you gotta feed me. Look, we can eat healthy, baby. We can eat healthy. Look here, we had a date. We do date days. And um, his last date day, I was like, what time are we meeting? I think it was like 2 o'clock, something like that. I was like, when we eating, though? Like, <laughs> he was like, huh? Like, there's no way you plan to date for me without food. Like, and my on my birthday, it was a birthday weekend getaway. And I was like, but when are we eating? He was like, huh? <laughs> but are we eating before we go or... When we get there, he was like, seriously, I just need to understand. My, my stomach needs to be prepared. Look, look. And well, I need to have a little snack now. Exactly. Tell me something. If you need me to hold off for two hours, then I'm going to go ahead and eat something, like a protein bar or something real quick. Yeah. But, but he, oh, it's a shame. Once I mention being hungry, he's like, uh-oh. Once I mention it, you got 20 minutes to feed me. It's horrible. I'm like a gremlin. <laughs> I'm like a gremlin. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That that's that's hilarious. But, that, but I'm the same way. But I'm the same way. Once I say I'm hungry, you yeah, you got about 20, 30 minutes yeah. before the face change, and I'll be like, Yeah. 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 Same thing. Yeah, I get yeah. It. But I eat, and that's the other thing too. I'm sorry, real quick, because I know we're cutting out. I've trained my body to need food every three hours. That's how you keep your metabolism up. Folks who are like, oh, I only eat once a day and I can't lose weight. That's why. Your body doesn't have enough fuel. You're not giving enough energy. So I'm constantly like, right now, I, I haven't eaten since lunch. <laughs> like that, that's a problem. <laughs> when you go to eat, when you get off, when we get off, you're going to go make you something to eat. Yes. Well, it's his night for dinner. So we can see. I had have, I have my food and then I, I got on the stream yard. But it's right here. Ah. Okay, so what's on your plate? What's on your plate? Oh, it's, oh, it's snacks. It's just vegan chocolate. Mm -mm. Oh, okay. okay. I, I thought you had the whole meal. Like, I'm just waiting for y'all to shut up. So oh, not yet. I'm doing Brussels sprouts tonight. <laughs> Can I tell you, Brussels sprouts are my favorite. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to bake it, like you said, because I usually just fry it, but I'm going to bake it. Mm -hmm. And it, because it comes so, it comes out so crispy, and that little bit of that little bit of lime juice on there, mm -hmm. that just that just kick it up a notch. And if you want it spicy, you could put a little cayenne pepper on there, get a little spicy. All my languages. I love spicy. I love spicy. They say my taste buds are dead. 
See, I like spicy, but not burn my lips off hot. I like for my lips to, I like to, my lips to tingle. No, you probably, see, your tingle is probably burning my lips off. I'm not, mm -mm. Yeah, I think, I, honestly, obviously my taste buds have changed. Well, they've gotten worse because I've eaten food like when I was in Ghana. I'm eating it and I'm telling people to taste it. And like they would take half a bite and they almost pass and I'll grab it water. And I'm just eating. I don't taste nothing. I'm just, I don't know. I was just with a friend that was a couple weeks ago eating some wings. I'm like, here, taste it. He almost passed out. He's like, you were my whole meal for the rest of the day. I can't even taste nothing. I'm just sitting there just eating. Just. But I love spicy. Yeah, that, yeah, that, them, them taste buds is you, you a uh, uh, level forty two hot. Mm -mm. I love oh, it. We know. I'm just watching. We're not allowing Crystal. We're not. We're not letting Crystal cook no spicy food. <laughs> Let me spice my own Crystal. That's why I don't. I typically don't make spicy in the house. Mm -hmm. Like I have to. Cause you go kill everybody. Yeah, it's, it's bad. When I was in Egypt, they called me a dragon. They had me. I was at a spice shop, and they were like, they had this dried pepper, and they're like, anybody willing to taste it? Because it was like this big. And I was like, yeah, give it to me. And they were just everybody in the shop just watching me. And I'm we talking. And it was like, well, within like five minutes, you're gonna feel. It. I was like, okay, get all in. He just kept looking like, are you a dragon? I <laughs> <laughs> That's you already hot. They hot ain't doing nothing for you. And the spice is good for your metabolism. Just saying, it revs it up. Okay, well, I'm still not doing burn my lift off. But okay, we got we gotta wrap this up because Paulette gonna be mad because I'm over. But it's a good conversation. That's okay. Yes. So, uh, why don't you tell us and tell the people up there how they can connect with you to learn more about what you do get one of your one of your your three best selling books like i'm a little bit about you girl come on so let's see i'm on all the internet streets let's see. we could do instagram it's elona washington facebook is elona washington linkedin is elona washington <laughs> I'm easy to find. Twitter is a lot of Washington. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how it's supposed to be. That's right. Well, yeah, I'll make sure you go and check her out. Check out her services. Get you some marketing for your business. She's got a marketing boutique. So make sure you go and check her out, y'all. Yeah. And then she might, and maybe you could slide in her DMs and ask her about a recipe. She, she might be nice enough to give you one. Look. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, don't hurt to try. Don't hurt to try. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who it is. Depends on who it is. I just can't get my recipes out to everybody. Mm. That's why you leave them in the uh, in the other inbox. Mm -mm. No, no. <laughs> you leave them. In, you leave them over there. That's, that's hilarious. Okay, Crystal, let, uh, tell the people how they can contact you. I'm like Ilona, but just the other way around. Everything is fitness is not a game. On Facebook, it's fitness is not a game. On Instagram, it's fitness is not a game. On TikTok, it's fitness is not a game. <laughs> on LinkedIn, it's me, but I also have a fitness is not a game page. And uh, I'm not on... I haven't been on Twitter. I don't know how long, but the easiest, uh, and then also the site, of course, fitness not a game. But the easiest would probably be on um, 
Yeah, one of, all of them. I check all of them. Let me just let me stop playing. Facebook, IG, either way, or just directly. And I I, I check my own emails. Y'all, okay, Taylor, fitness is not a game too. If you just want to reach out directly. All right, and the, uh, tell them about your your what's your challenge you have coming every week. Oh yeah, so because we are ladies of a a, a certain age. We start going through different things. So, um, what? And I will send. I will send you this link, Leanne. So, and it's so interesting that we talked a lot today about monitoring our bodies based on what we're eating, and there are foods that can also impact our menopause symptoms and perimenopause symptoms. So, I do have um, a, a free sign up if you want the five foods to avoid to reduce your menopause symptoms. So, yeah. And then we talking, we're gonna do a training about how to make menopause and weight loss work for you as well. So find all the information on fitnessnotagame.com. So right. I, have a, I have a menopause question. So I'm yeah. in it, but I don't really have no symptoms. Like I've had Good. some re-hot flashes. Good. <laughs> but I can't lose weight. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's like super hard to lose weight. So I guess mm -hmm. that's part of it too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then I'm signing up for your challenge. Yeah. I was giving you the link. Yeah. And this is an online training. So I'm doing it every week, every Thursday at 1 p.m. Central and 7 p.m. Central. So, yeah. Thank Make you. sure y'all go and check them out. Now, yeah. uh, like I said, I'm going to see. You know, you want to be holding on to them recipes. She may not give y'all one, but I'm going to try to talk her into it. Just one. You don't go with that pasta thing because I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that pasta with the sauteed kale because there's only four ingredients. Now, if you were listening, you got all the ingredients. You got everything you need. That's the quick one. I'll, I'll give that away. That's a quick one. It's quick. It's quick and easy. We're going to do that. And... You're going to go to bit.ly slash W-U-H-S booty. And we're going to have a free download for you. And that's also how you're going to be able to make sure you can get in contact with these awesome ladies, learn a little bit about what they do, and maybe do a little bit of business with them because this is what we're about. We're about building up the resources in our community for us. So make sure you're checking us out and make sure that you come on back next monday to wake up happy sis 10 a.m eastern every monday then it replays throughout the week so don't worry if you miss a monday you can you can go on back and listen to it again okay so i want to thank y'all for coming it has been a wonderful conversation um and thank y'all for listening in this is kccr the brownstone we're changing the narrative for black and brown people by telling our stories our way see y'all later Bye.